Grace and peace to you this morning. It is good to be worshiping with you today. As we gather for worship, I do invite you to take two or three deep breaths as you calm and center yourself in this place and in this space. Let us now prepare our hearts and minds to worship God. Please rise in body or spirit for the call to worship. In the times of joy and dancing, God is ever near in celebration. Come, loving God. In the times of darkness and fear, God is ever near to love and guide us. Come, loving God. At all times and in all places, God is always with us, sustaining, healing, loving. Come, loving God, fill our hearts with joy. Today we light the candle of joy. Joy is the taste of heaven among us right now.
may be seated. It's my pleasure to welcome, welcome you to worship here at Westminster. A particular welcome if you are visiting, if you're new with us, we hope you feel at home here. And if you'd like to know more about us, we'd love to know more about you. Please see one of us after the service or somebody wearing a name tag and they can connect you. Along those lines, during the offering, if you would just pass those uh, registers, those attendance registers in the pews down and back and fill those out. That lets you know who's sitting beside you if you don't know them already. You can greet them by name after the service. It also gives us record of your presence here so we can follow up with you. And I should also add a special welcome. Each week we're finding more and more people coming back for the first time and we're so glad to see you back. Uh, I will note one further thing. At 8.30, we have a contemplative, quieter service. That service, because it's smaller, is mask optional for vaccinated folks. So if that suits your preferences more, I invite you to get up a little earlier and start your day with 8.30 worship. Now let us join together as one community in prayer, offering the community prayer that's in your bulletin. Let us pray. Loving God, we have come to this place from a world of many demands. We have sought hope and peace during this Advent season and have found them here. Now we seek the joy that only your presence can bring to our lives. And we are feeling depleted, discouraged, and exhausted. Slow us down, O oh God. Help us to know the joy of your love. Amen. Our prayers continue in the quiet. Friends, hear the good news of the gospel. In Christ, there is a new creation. The old has passed away and the new has come. Know that we have been set free. Know that we have been forgiven and be at peace. Amen. One of the ways that we come together as a community is to share in our joys and our concerns. We let others know what we're traveling with. So if you have something to offer up to the community, just raise your hand and speak up. Bruce. Yeah, prayers for the people Yeah, Bruce reminds us what's probably on many of our hearts. Carol, I was thinking of you this morning when I saw the news. Places like Kentucky really devastated by those tornadoes. So we hold those, those people in our prayers. Porter. Oh, wow. So a friend, you said a friend, Sean, whose husband is going into hospice and has three young children. So imagine what that is for a family. Carol. Thank you. Carol prays for her dear friend, Alice, who has had a, a brain aneurysm. Ruth E. Yes. Yeah, Ruthie obviously shares how grateful we are for the rain, but is mindful of those who don't have shelter from it and are cold and wet right now. 
Carol. Oh, terrific. Carol reports having a great time with what, what, 20 people, I think you said, came to a cookie exchange. What a fun way to be together in this season. Yeah, the hiking group is what she's saying. Yeah, terrific. Anyone else? Well, I'll give thanks in advance because I already heard it at 8.30 for the great music you're going to hear this morning. Uh, a diverse range, too. <laughs> yeah, Barb. Yes. We continue to hold April in prayer after having cancer surgery. She was here at 8.30. Looks terrific. So that's good news, but we know it's going to be a journey for them. Anyone else? Then let's take a moment of prayer together. We'll begin with quiet. Oh God, we trust that you hear the prayers of our hearts. You've heard the ones we said aloud. Sometimes there are prayers too tender to share. But we offer them all up to you. We offer ourselves up to you and to one another in loving community. And so as we offer our prayers, we offer them in the name of the one who taught us to pray. And we say now together, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. The kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, our debts, as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen.
I'm not sure whether to say amen or I told you so. <laughs> I invite uh, the young ones forward for a time of discovery. Okay, before I I'm get started with our, our time of discovery, I have an assignment for you all. Because after this, we're going to say a thank you to a lot of the people who work at this church. And uh, Jeff is one of those people. So uh, I'm going to be here, though. Jeff's already in his room. Can some of you guys who know where he is go get him after this, after this, after this, after this? So when you go, oh, there he is. Good, you got him. You can still, especially if you're related to him, wrestle him. So... <laughs> Forgive me for that, Jeff. I want to go upstairs. Yeah, I, I bet you do. I want to read you a little passage from Scripture, from the Bible, from uh, the Holy Word, and uh, ask a few questions that get you excited for what you're going to continue in Sunday school today. So this from, comes from the Gospel of Luke. Luke is one of the people, one of the four people in the Bible who tells the story of Jesus. And this is the passage. There were shepherds out in the field. Maybe you can imagine that. Keeping watch over their flock by night. You know this one? I bet you do. You know this one too? Terrific. You have a Bible? You all are good. That is so great. So what comes next, you know? It's, it's okay if you don't know. An angel, oh my gosh. An angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly, there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace among those with whom God is pleased. Now, since many of you know that story, picture that story in your mind. I wonder what it would be like to be standing out in the fields with those shepherds. And what it would feel like to see an angel appear. I wonder what angels look like. They have wings. Very strong feelings about that. That is right. Excellent. Good. That's great. I wonder why the angel said not to be afraid, and I wonder why they were afraid. I wonder why the good news came in the form of a baby. Huh. It's just... I tell you what, we got to bump them up a level. That's terrific. I wonder what that multitude, that great group of angels, that choir of angels, singing God's praise, I wonder what they sounded like. Maybe a little bit like what we just heard. Well, you are going to get to wonder about this story more and more in Sunday school. So God bless you and keep you. And who's taking them out today? Sally in the back is there to lead you. Go now in peace. Go now in peace. May the love of surround you. Everywhere, everywhere you may. Oh, good.
thought we'd lost you again. Uh, this time I invite Jim Snipes forward from personnel. Good morning. I'm delighted to see you all this morning. The personnel committee conceived this event in order to express our appreciation to our wonderful staff and clergy for all they did on behalf of the church, particularly during the pandemic. COVID is still with us, of course, and we don't mean to declare victory yet, but we see the reopening of in-person worship as an important milestone, and it strikes us as an appropriate time to celebrate our team. So I'll begin by handing this over to Rob, who will offer a few remarks about our terrific staff. Thank you, Jim, and I want to begin by thanking the Personnel Committee for making this happen. And at the outset, thanking so many of you who stepped up during this difficult time and made this possible. Uh, many of the staff don't like the attention, but it's important we do this today because, particularly for those who don't stand up in front of you and get attention all the time, just to lift up their efforts uh, during this um, very difficult season. The staff has uh, labored heroically during this time, often behind the scenes, as I just met, mentioned, to keep the church not only going, but growing. We took in three new member classes so far during the pandemic. And all the while, evolving, changing, often changing before we got comfortable doing what we were doing, rethinking everything about how we did the most basic of things. I'll say a few words about particular individuals in a second. But as I was preparing for today, I stopped and thought, and I could not think of a single instance in this last year and a half, with all that took place, where any of the staff members, at least to me, uttered one sentence of complaint. Not knowing what was next, whether or not they would still have a job when this was over or when the next month rolled around, they took every turn and hurdle in stride, and for that I'm so, so grateful just to be a part of them. So I want to begin by calling forward Ruth E., Patty, Yana, if she's here. I don't know, is Yana here? Yeah. She is great. Yana, come on down. Many of you never met Yana. Diane Newman is, is traveling, but we're going to talk about her anyway. So I would, and just stand up here on the step, and Jesus forward. Where's Jesus? He's supposed to be in here. Come on, there you go. Okay. So I'm going to say something about each of these folks, and I, I know you'll want to applaud each of them, but let's go ahead and hold off to the end, and then we'll give them a rousing applause as a group. And Bev's going to be handing something out to each of them after I speak. So first, uh, Ruthie, as a lover of choral music, you had the impossible task of figuring out how to provide a music ministry in a context in which people literally couldn't be in the same room. I can't imagine being a choir director during that. So experimenting with new equipment, with new software, yet limited budget, you never wavered in your attempt to keep us singing or at least enjoying the gift of song. And as so many of us know, song is what keeps us going. Thank you. Patty. Patty, you joined us, is it really one week before the pandemic began, I believe? Two Sundays before we closed our doors for quite a while, Patty joined us as our organist accompanist. Think of that, joining a staff that then you wouldn't see again for at least another six months or so. 
except on Zoom. And I'll say here, uh, hopefully appropriately, that it was not an easy year for you personally either. Your son was wounded in a terrible accident, and rather suddenly, your husband had a precipitous decline and died in a matter of months. Yet there you were, week after week, recording pieces at the organ in San Anselmo because it had a better sound, sending it in, singing hymns for people you didn't even know. Thank you. Yana, you joined us in the midst of this, having gone through a, a staff restructuring and reduction you came to us as a communications associate to help us continue to modernize our communications, helping us with our e-news, building upon that website, uh, rethinking the bulletin, and entering the social media sphere with a little more intention than we'd ever done it before. And through it all, working remotely, you've been a dream to work with, flexible, responsive, and positive. Thank you. Jesus. You'll remember that while the pandemic was going on, so was the renovation. And so you found yourself split between two campuses, continuing to be the caretaker of this sanctuary in the grounds here, and then coming over to Larkspur, where we were working in the basement of another church and providing supplemental cleaning over there with all kinds of new sanitizing protocols. And especially when it was less clear what was dangerous and what was not, we felt as if our safety and the safety of our families resided with you. So thank you, gracias. And I'm gonna say something about Diane Newman who couldn't be here but in case she watches, but also so that you all know. Diane joined us alternating days with Diane Masarway in the office in Larkspur because they were sharing a converted classroom and we didn't want them to breathe the same air. So she, along with helpful volunteers and staff, continued to keep the business of the church running and in good order, supporting tireless volunteers working to secure grants for the church. The finance chair can bear scars telling you about that managing reimbursements and payroll before ensuring in as smooth as transition as possible upon her retirement, which she voiced this summer, but stayed with us until much later, even delaying that retirement until we knew we were in a good place. So Diane, thank you. I know all of, I know all of us couldn't do this without uh, all of you, and so I, of course, again, return thanks to you, but I just wanted you to know a little bit more about what they did to help this church stay afloat during this time. So I hope you join me in saying thank you to them. Thank you, Rob. Um, I'd now like to say a few words about our clergy. You may want to settle in because I'm going to go on for a while. <clears throat> Let me start with a confession. I understand that Jeff Shankel is considered non-clergy staff because he's not ordained. But he feels like clergy to me and I think to the youth of this church he feels like clergy. So I'm including Jeff in my remarks this morning. <clears throat> 
At first, we thought of giving awards for individual achievement, uh, such as best singing voice nicknamed coach, uh, <clears throat> or longest hair during the pandemic, or to cover all our bases, least hair during the <laughs> pandemic. <laughs> but I'd like to go a little deeper this morning. Uh, cast your mind back to March 2020 when the first shelter-in-place order was issued. Overnight, our clergy were faced with a challenge that had no precedent in my lifetime, how to maintain and sustain this beloved community when we couldn't be together physically. This would have been hard in any event, but it was even harder because many of us needed that sense of community more than ever. So Rob and Bethany and Jeff got to work. I don't mean to suggest they weren't working before, uh, but they really got to work. They figured out how to cobble together worship services with clergy and musicians in five or so different locations. They became Zoom meisters and Facebook streamers. And that was just the technical piece. More importantly, Rob, Bethany, and Jeff had to figure out how to feed our souls remotely when they couldn't gauge our reactions, when they couldn't even figure out who had tuned in. They had to help center us, to draw us out of the pain of the past, to turn us away from the fear of the future, and to bring us into the moment. Week in, week out, they did this to stunning effect. They calmed and softened our hearts. And in the midst of the pandemic, they reminded us of the good news of abundant life. And they did all this seamlessly, at least so it seemed to us in the congregation. I'm betting there were times when all they could see were the seams. Just like the rest of us, I'm sure our clergy needed support and consolation more than ever. And so we also owe a huge thank you to Sherry and Liam, to Cami and Ben, to Jen and Sol and Theo. Their houses were turned into virtual sanctuaries, and they provided comfort when frustration mounted. Each of us has stories of the pandemic. Many are sad, some are tragic. Our story today is a story of innovation, of inspiration, and perseverance. The story continues. The pandemic is not over. But if, like me, you see this as a story of quiet triumph over extraordinary challenge, then the heroes of the story, or to use Jeff's words, the superheroes, are Rob, Bethany, and Jeff. And so, with enormous gratitude, we present you with these certificates and gift, certif uh, gift envelopes. As a congregation, we really take the time in a formal way to express our appreciation for our shepherds. So I hope you'll join me in showing our thanks to Rob, Bethany, and Jeff.
thanks very much, and I hope you'll join us for the reception in Findlay Hall after worship. There will be cake. I needs a raise after today. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Somewhere here I have the scripture reading. first scripture reading this morning is from the prophet Zephaniah. Listen for how the Spirit may be speaking to you through these words. Sing aloud, O daughter Zion. Shout, O Israel. Rejoice and exult with all your heart, O daughter Jerusalem. The Lord has taken away the judgments against you. God has turned away your enemies. The King of Israel, the Lord, is in your midst. You shall fear disaster no more. On that day it shall be said to Jerusalem, Do not fear, O Zion. Do not let your hands grow weak. The Lord your God is in your midst, a warrior who gives victory. God will rejoice over you with gladness. God will renew you in God's love. God will exult over you with loud singing as on a day of festival. This is holy wisdom, holy word. Thanks be to God. God. So if you were following along in your pew Bibles, you would have noticed that that passage is actually called Song of Joy. You know, the prophet says, God will exult over you with loud singing. So we lit the candle of joy today on our Advent wreath. And I think it makes sense to respond to this scripture passage with a song of joy. We are singing jubilation, adoration to a joyful God. You are standing you are singing zealous love over all your children we are singing jubilation adoration to a joyful god you are standing and you are singing zealous love over all your children
actually going to sing a few, so don't feel like you need to clap after all of them. <laughs> but do what you want. All right, so whenever I prepare to preach, there's always four scripture passages that are suggested to preachers as part of what's called a lectionary. So I usually read through all four, and, and often one or two will really stand out to me for whatever reason, and I'm like, yeah, those, those are the ones I want to focus on. But this week, I was reading through all four passages, and I just couldn't leave any out because all four of them just speak so nicely together and complement one another of the importance of God's joy in our lives and us rejoicing in that joy. So we're going to celebrate joy today. But this is not to say that we aren't going to have sorrow or despair in our lives because we will. In fact, I would guess that some of you today have come here to worship not feeling joy at all, um, but feeling something far less than joyful. So God's promise is not that we're going to only experience joy in our lives. Instead, the promise is that when the weeping lingers for the night, and sometimes it is a really, really long night, joy will come in the morning. And during this Advent season, we rejoice in the promise of the Christ child. The Christ child called Emmanuel, God with us. God with us always in our sorrow and in our joy. So I was thinking through these scripture passages and I realized it's really hard to express this kind of joy in the spoken word. And that's why we're going to have some, some sung word today as well. But first, let's hear our second passage, which is from the prophet Isaiah. And you will say on that day, give thanks to the Lord. Call on God's name. Make known God's deeds among the nations. Proclaim that God's name is exalted. Sing praises to the Lord, for God has done gloriously. Let this be known in all the earth. Shout aloud and sing for joy, O royal Zion, for great in your midst is the Holy One of Israel. Did you hear that? Shout aloud and sing for joy. So we're going to sing glory, hallelujah. Oh, <laughs> 
that short section from the Philippians letter ends by saying, and the peace of God which surpasses all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And I find it interesting that the writer relates rejoicing in God to the peace of God filling our hearts and our minds. And we see a similar theme in our final reading from Luke's Gospel. So in this passage, John the Baptizer is preparing the people for the coming of Jesus and his ministry. And they ask John, what then should we do? And John responds with this. He says, whoever has two coats must share with anyone who has none. Whoever has food must do likewise. Even the tax collectors came to be baptized, and they asked John, Teacher, what should we do? And he said to them, Collect no more than the amount prescribed for you. Soldiers also asked, And we, what should we do? John said to them, Do not extort money from anyone by threats or false accusation, and be satisfied with your wages. So then that brings the question to us, right? How shall we prepare for the joy that Christ will bring? Well, if we listen to John's message, perhaps we prepare by living peaceably with one another. So as we rejoice, let there also be peace, and let it start in me.
You may be seated. Just three announcements before we move on to more celebrating, and two are really joys. So I could have included them earlier, but I'll include them now. First is the alternative Christmas fair, as of last week, had now has now raised uh, $20,001. And, uh, if you don't know what that is, the Alternative Christmas Fair is when we support uh, local mission partners and charities that are really doing God's work in a number of forms out in the world. To put that in context, and, and we're still, as Jim said, kind of in the middle of this thing, to put that in context, the previous record was just under $14,000. So you should feel really good about that. I want to thank you. Uh, another thing to feel good about is, as of last week, we've crested the $700,000 mark in our stewardship campaign for the fall, which is really an excellent number, um, in some ways exceeding expectations. And here's the further bit of motivation. If we continue to finish strong, we'll be able to restore some of the budget cuts and deferrals we had to make this year. Uh, in light of the difficulties of this time. So let's thank you and let's keep up the great work. Finally, you all heard us speak before about the Voyager Carmel Thanksgiving dinner. That's a, a meal for folks with special needs living in community and we will have a chance to offer the Voyager Carmel Christmas dinner. Served in the middle of the day but a nice full dinner meal. The good news, more good news, Randy reports to me that we're over 80% full of signups last time I checked. So it means there are still a few openings. So if you're interested, if you've never done it before, Randy's right over here sitting by the door, or you can find one of us and say, hey, I'd like to know more about that. I'd like to contribute this here. I'd like to be a part of that special ministry. To give somebody a gift of a good meal and good company on a holiday, there's just nothing more blessed than that. So I hope you take advantage of the chance to do that. And with that, I uh, invite you to rise and body your spirit for our closing hymn, number 93.
as you head out to our reception, I also want to let you know that our middle school youth have spent this last hour preparing an Advent workshop. It's games and crafts, all Advent related. I think it's meant mostly for our children, fifth grade and younger, but I would say for anyone young at heart, uh, check out what our middle schoolers have done for us. And then I just have to say how blessed I feel to be a part of a congregation that offers in worship both Bach and a rock band. I think that is so cool. Um, and I want to thank all the musicians. And we were really just priming the pump for next week, which is our Advent Lessons and Carols worship service, filled with music, a lot of which you all get to participate in. So I really look forward to that next week. And now as we go from this place, know that the love and the joy of God, who is our creator, Jesus Christ, our redeemer, the Holy Spirit, our sustainer, goes with us now and always. Amen.